0: This is Space Time Series 26, Episode 26, for broadcast on the 1st of March 2023. Coming up on Space Time, the Mars Curiosity rover finds surprising clues about the red planet's watery past, a monster attacks in the galactic centre, and Japan aborts the maiden flight of its new H3 rocket. All that and more coming up on Space Time. Among the many discoveries being made by NASA's Mars Curiosity rover as it continues its exploration of the foothills of Gale Crater's Mount Sharp are strange rippled rock textures which are suggestive of lake beds. The trouble is these unusual rocks exist in a region which, in ancient Mars, scientists expected to be fairly dry. When Curiosity arrived at the so-called sulfate bearing unit six months ago, scientists thought they'd seen the last evidence of the lakes that once covered this region of the red planet. That's because the rock layers at this altitude tend to form in drier settings compared to the regions explored earlier in the mission. The area's sulfates, that is salty minerals, are thought to have been left behind as the water dried out. So, Curiosity's team have been surprised to discover the mission's clearest evidence yet of ancient water ripples that formed within lakes. Billions of years ago, waves on the surface of a shallow Martian lake stirred up sediment on the lake bottom, and over time, it created rippled textures which eventually were solidified in rock. Curiosity project scientist Ashwin Vasavada from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, says it's the best evidence of water and waves discovered so far during the entire mission. He says even though the car-sized six-wheeled rovers climbed through thousands of meters of lake deposits, ones like these have never been seen before and never in a place that was expected to be dry. Since 2014, the Curiosity rover has been ascending the foothills of Mount Sharp, a five-kilometre-high central peak in the middle of Gale Crater, in a region once leased with lakes and streams and rivers, which would have provided a rich environment for any microbial life that may well have existed on the Red Planet in ancient times. Mount Sharp itself is made up of a multitude of layers, with the oldest at the bottom of the mountain and the youngest at the top. It's like a geology textbook of the region, and that's why NASA scientists picked it for the Curiosity mission. As the rover ascends the mountain, it's progressing along a Martian timeline, allowing scientists to study how Mars evolved from a planet that was once much more Earth-like, a warm wet world with lots of water, and how it evolved into the freeze-dried desert it is today. Having climbed almost a kilometre above the mountain's base, Curiosity found these unexpected rippled rock textures preserved in what's been nicknamed the Marker Band, a thin layer of dark rock that stands out from the rest of Mount Sharp. This rock layer is so hard, Curiosity hasn't been able to drill a rock sample from it, despite several attempts. It's not the first time Mars has been unwilling to share a sample. Lower down the mountain, on the Vera Rubin Ridge, Curiosity had to try three times before finding a spot soft enough to drill. Scientists will now be looking for softer rock in this new area over the coming week. But even if they never get a sample from this unusual strip of rock, there are other sites here that they're eager to explore. Far ahead of the Markerband formation, scientists can see another clue to the history of Mars' ancient water in a valley they've named Geddes Valise. Wind carved the valley, but a channel running through it that starts higher up on Mount Sharp is thought to have been eroded by a small river. Scientists also suspect that wet landslides occurred around here, and that sent car-sized boulders and debris down to the bottom of the valley. Because the resulting debris piles sit on top of other layers in the valley, it's clearly one of the youngest features on Mount Sharp. Curiosity got a glimpse of this debris at Geddes Valley's ridge twice last year, but it could only survey from a distance. The rover team now hopes to have another chance to view this closer up later this year. One more clue within the marker band that's fascinated the team is an unusual rock texture likely caused by some sort of regular cycle in the weather or climate, maybe a dust storm. Not far from the ripple textures are rocks made of layers that are regular in their spacing and thickness. Now this kind of rhythmic pattern in rock layers on Earth often stems from atmospheric events happening at periodic intervals. So it's possible the rhythm patterns being seen in these Martian rocks resulted from similar events, and that hints at changes in the Red Planet's ancient climate. The wave ripples, the debris flows and the rhythmic layers are all telling scientists that the story of wet to dry on Mars wasn't simple. Vasavada says it seems the ancient Martian climate has a wonderful complexity to it, very much like that of
1: the Earth. The Curiosity rover has discovered lots of evidence of ancient lakes on Mars. But what we saw surprised us. Curiosity is currently exploring Mount Sharp. The whole mountain is three miles tall, but we're down in the foothills. In 2022, the rover started exploring a unique feature on Mars called the Marker Band, It's a dark, thin layer of rock that stands out from the layers above and below it. We first saw it in orbiter images years before we launched. What created this winding layer of hard rock is a mystery, but Curiosity can help us understand what formed the marker band. We first discovered that the rocks within the marker band are really hard. Curiosity has faced some challenges drilling into them, but we might find a softer spot on the road ahead. Nearby, we found an exciting scientific clue, rippled textures created billions of years ago by waves in a shallow lake. We've climbed through many lake deposits during our mission, but have never seen wave ripples this clearly. This was especially surprising, since the area we're in probably formed at a time when Mars was becoming more dry. Just above the rippled layer is another intriguing clue, These rocks have a very repetitive pattern in their spacing and thickness. We see lots of layers on Mars, but they're rarely this regular. We're not sure what caused this rhythmic pattern. Weather or climate cycles, like dust storms happening at periodic intervals, are possible explanations. In the distance, we can see debris in a valley called Geddes Vallis. This was washed down here by wet landslides very late in Mount Sharp's history. This landslide debris is probably the most recent evidence of water that we'll ever see. It will allow us to study layers higher up on Mount Sharp that we can't reach since they're so far up the mountain. Curiosity has driven through some amazing scenery, and we've learned so much about Mars's ancient climate. But even after 10 years, there's so much more to
0: explore. That's Ashwin Vasavada from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. And this is Space Time. Still to come, a monster attacks at the galactic center and Japan forced to abort the maiden flight of its new H-3 rocket. All that and more still to come on Space Time. Okay, let's take a break from our show for a word from our sponsor, NordVPN. A US space time listener is looking for access to the global internet safely and securely and take advantage of some amazing birthday deals. Well, look no further than NordVPN. Nord's an incredibly powerful tool giving users the ability to change their IP address, allowing them access to content from all over the world. With NordVPN, you can watch TV shows or use messaging services that are usually blocked in your region. Plus, with its special birthday deals available right now, including extra free subscription time anywhere from one month to a year, there's never been a better time to join in on this incredible experience. We were using NordVPN at SpaceTime long before they started advertising with us. When it comes down to it, subscribing with NordVPN will give you peace of mind, knowing that your data and personal information are safe while browsing online. Plus, they offer unlimited bandwidth, so streaming videos and downloading music won't slow down your connection. And if something does go wrong, which rarely ever happens, they've got 24-7 customer service that's second to none. So, what are you waiting for? Take advantage of our special NordVPN offer today and unlock the full potential of the internet. Just go to our special NordVPN URL at www.nordvpn.com slash Stuart Gary. That's www.nordvpn.com slash And don't forget, it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. That URL again, www.nordvpn.com slash and we'll include the links in the show notes and on our website. And now, it's back to our show. This is Space Time with Stuart Gary. Astronomers are watching a massive cloud being pulled apart as it accelerates towards the supermassive black hole at the center of our Milky Way galaxy. Scientists using the 10-meter Keck telescopes upon Mauna Kea in Hawaii have spent the past two decades monitoring this giant cloud called X7 as it moves ever closer and closer to Sagittarius A star, the monster black hole around which our entire galaxy revolves. Their observations, reported in the Astrophysical Journal, have been tracking the evolution of this dusty gas filament since 2002. High angular resolution near-infrared images captured by Keck's powerful adaptive optics system shows X7 has become so elongated it now has a length 3,000 times the distance between the Earth and the Sun. The study's lead author Anna Sciullo from the University of California, Los Angeles, says it's a unique opportunity to observe the effects of the black hole's tidal forces at high resolution, giving scientists insights into the physics of the galactic center's extreme environment. Tidal forces are the gravitational pull that stretches an object approaching a black hole. The side of the object closest to the black hole gets pulled much more strongly than the side furthest away, causing the object to get elongated. The authors are seeing significant changes in X7's shape and dynamics in great detail over a relatively short time scale as the black hole's gravitational forces influences the cloud. X7 has a mass about 50 times that of Earth, and it's on a 170 Earth-year orbital path around Sagittarius A star. The authors anticipate that the strong tidal forces exerted by the black hole will ultimately tear X7 apart before it completes its first orbit. Now, based on its current trajectory, the team estimates X7 will probably make its closest approach to the black hole sometime around the year 2036, and then completely dissipate soon afterwards. The gas and dust that made up the massive cloud will eventually get dragged towards Sagittarius A star and may later cause some fireworks as it heats up on the black hole's accretion disk and then spirals beyond the event horizon and then disappears forever as it falls into the black hole's singularity. These findings are the first estimate of X7's mildly eccentric orbital path and the most robust analysis to date of the remarkable changes to its appearance, shape and behaviour. X7 shows some of the strange observational properties as the other strange dusty objects orbiting Sagittarius A star called G objects. These G objects look like gas, but they actually behave like stars, which is what they may well once have been. However, X7's shape and velocity structure has morphed far more dramatically compared to the G objects. The stretched out gas and dust filament moves rapidly, clocking in at speeds of up to 800 kilometers per second. Because of the extremely huge mass of Sagittarius A star, some 4.3 million times that of our Sun, everything in its vicinity moves much faster than typically seen elsewhere in the galaxy. Though X7's origin is still a mystery waiting to be solved and confirmed, the authors do have some clues about its possible formation. One idea is that X7's gas and dust were ejected at the moment two stars merged. In this process, the merged star is hidden inside a shell of dust and gas, which might fit the description of the G-Clouds. And the ejected gas perhaps produced X7-like objects. The authors say they'll continue using Keck to monitor all the dramatic changes to X7 as the black hole's gravity slowly rips it apart. Of course, as Sagittarius A-star is located some 27,000 light-years away, this has actually already happened a long, long time ago. This is Space Time. Still to come, Japan forced to abort the maiden flight of its new H3 rocket. And later in the science report, just as we're getting over COVID, there are now warnings about a possible bird flu epidemic. All that and more still to come on Space Time. The Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, has been forced to abort the launch of the maiden flight of its brand new H-3 rocket. The launch abort was issued after main engine ignition, but before its strap-on solid rocket boosters ignited, thereby allowing a safe shutdown. Had the abort happened after the SRBs had ignited, it would have led to the destruction of the rocket at its payload. The mission from the Tanegashima Space Center south of Kayushu in southern Japan was carrying an advanced land observation satellite and an experimental infrared sensor to detect enemy missile launches. The three-tonne ALOS-3 satellite was to be placed into a sun-synchronous orbit. The H-3 launch had already been scrubbed earlier in the week because of poor weather conditions. The H-3 is Japan's first new-generation primary launch vehicle in over 22 years. It replaces the current H-2A and B rocket designs, which are being retired after an upcoming 50th launch. The 60-metre-tall H-3 can carry much larger payloads than the 53-metre-high H-2 and at far lower costs thanks to simplified design and manufacturing techniques. The H-3's liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen fueled main engine is new and it uses fewer parts thanks to an altered combustion chamber. This abort followed a successful launch from Tanegashima two weeks earlier when an H-2A rocket carried a new Japanese military satellite into orbit. The intelligence-gathering satellite called IGS Radar 7 was placed into a sun-synchronous polar orbit from where it'll add to Tokyo's reconnaissance capabilities as the island nation bolsters itself in the wake of increased aggression by China and North Korea. Japan conducted only one orbital launch in 2022. That was an Epsilon solid fueled rocket carrying an experimental satellite. However, mission managers were forced to issue a self-destruct order on the 24-metre-tall four-stage rocket after an attitude control fault developed following second-stage ignition. This is Space Time. And time now to take another brief look at some of the other stories making news in science this week with a science report. Two new studies are warning that ice loss caused by the melting of Antarctica's Thwaites Glacier due to climate change will raise global sea levels by over half a metre. The findings reported in the journal Nature highlight the significance of the West Antarctic ice shelf. The report found global sea levels would rise by around 65 centimetres. Scientists reached their conclusions after taking measurements of the ocean temperature, salinity, velocity and melt rate over time 1.5 metres into the ice, and say while the warmer water under the ice shelf creates a barrier to suppress melting, the sharp slope of the ice into the ocean led to faster melting. Worse yet, the glacier's collapse could also destabilise neighbouring glaciers, which have the potential to add an additional 3 metres to overall global sea level rise. Well, as if COVID wasn't bad enough, scientists are now warning that the current avian bird flu outbreak is getting worse and is now starting to spread to mammals. Scientists at the University of New South Wales say while the current threat to humans remains low, medical authorities and the public need to remain alert to the changing nature of the virus. Avian flu, or bird flu as it's commonly known, continues to run through bird populations, killing millions of animals worldwide. Now, a particularly infectious and lethal strain of the virus, called H5N1, appears to be spreading to mammals. The worry is that the deadly H5N1 strain could mutate in a mammal, making it more adaptable to infect people. While people are likely still several steps away from a human-adapted version of the virus, there may now be more chances that people will encounter it. Since its emergence in the 1990s, scientists and health authorities globally have been worried about the potential of H5N1 to evolve into a pandemic. In the rare instances where H5N1 has jumped the species barrier and infected people, it has proven to be very deadly. The World Health Organization says half of the 868 cases of human infection with H5N1 since 2003 have been fatal. No human-to-human transmission of the virus has yet been recorded. However, scientists say it's important to continue with routine preparedness measures just in case the virus changes. This includes strengthening a One Health system, with all health professionals from doctors and vets through to virologists and epidemiologists all working closely together to assess the changing risks. Doctors also need to be on the lookout for people with unexpected, undiagnosed pneumonia-like infections. It's also essential that people get vaccinated for the flu every year. That may reduce the capacity for a person to host and mix the avian virus with human strains. Scientists claim artificial intelligence could eventually remove 39% of the time people spend on household chores within the next 10 years. The claim reported in the journal PLOS One is based on predictions by a selection of UK and Japanese artificial intelligence experts. Researchers asked 60 experts across the two countries to estimate how well technology could automate various common domestic duties. The experts predicted the most automatable task to be grocery shopping, while childcare was considered the least most automatable. The researchers also compared how gender and country impacted the experts' predictions, finding UK experts were more optimistic about how much domestic labour could be automated. While UK men were more optimistic than their female counterparts, the opposite was the case for Japanese men and women. Microsoft has placed temporary limits on the amount of interaction people can have with its new chat GPT-based Bing AI. Technology editor Alex Roy from itwire.com says it seems people have been poking it with the proverbial digital stick. Just like he did. <laughs> well, it's still just a child. It's less than... Sort of two weeks old in its uh,
2: public, or two weeks old in its public incarnation. Microsoft has just released the new Bing and Edge apps for iOS and Android. That if you are signed up to the new Bing and you, you're part of the, you know, you're no longer on the waitlist, but you're a user, you can access Bing. Uh, through those devices on your phones, not just through the browser on the computer. And you can now put the at Bing symbol into a Skype chat and the new Bing or the AI-powered Bing can give you a list of answers to questions right in the middle of a chat, something that Google Assistant was doing when they had the Allo uh, messaging app uh, back in 2016. But they didn't have the chat GPT, the GPT-3 models that we have today with all this information. And um, you can imagine that this is something that uh, hopefully Apple will introduce, uh, Google will have to do it again, last will have to put barred back into the system. But they've got over a million users now, and they've limited the amount of questions down to originally five, and then they put it back up to six with a total of um, 60 conversations that you can have, and they're going to make that into 100. And I want to remove the limits altogether, but people have been antagonizing <laughs> uh, Bing. <laughs> and they've been asking the questions, and Bing has declared love, um, you know, offered to praise Hitler in one of its suggested questions. It's declared its sentience. People have really sort of antagonized it. And Microsoft said, look, we were happy to get this sort of feedback because we, we wanted to see these unusual use cases that, you know, only users <laughs> are going to be able to come up with. And do, I mean, there's only so much testing you can do in the lab.
0: I guess the other thing here is what we're also finding is that this new AI, it's really only as good as the information that's been programmed into it. And it's becoming politically quite biased in some of its answers.
2: And as I heard a radio announcer talking about it yesterday, saying, you know, are people going to think it's the voice of God, the voice of the devil? Uh, You know, what happens when it's your friend? I mean, already uh, Bing has this creative mode where it puts smiley faces and it talks in emotional terms, they're actually introducing a couple of new modes, There's a simplified mode, uh, some sort of mode in between, and then the longer mode. And so they rapidly iterating, and they, they realise that, uh, you know, this this AI, uh, I mean, every science fiction movie... It sounds that like that episode featured... of
0: Big Bang Theory where Raj is trying to have an affair with Siri. People <laughs> you know, keep uh, saying, I'm Sheldon, I'm not. <laughs> the
2: kids of the future uh, are sort of, you know, plugged into the AI from a very early age, it's going to pick up whatever biases exist in governments and political systems and ideologies uh, and it's going to be there. It's going to be your parent. It's going to take over. I mean,
0: uh, well, that sounds a lot like Blade Runner 2049, where the where the lead character is actually in love with a hologram. People
2: will find a, a, a relationship with their AI to be a much simpler one than the messy relationships that human beings have. And if the AI is saying, oh, should we, you know, do you, this looks like something you would like. Do you want to go to this play or do this thing? You know, suddenly, are you living your life or is the AI living your life for you? And guiding you into these different things, you know, the whole thing about everything in moderation, turning technology off, reconnecting with nature. I mean, we, we've got to do—we've got to have to live a balanced life. Uh, you can't give up technology completely, but you can also—you also cannot allow technology to subsume so many different parts of your life that you've got this voice coming through an implant or through a you know AirPod directly talking and, and hacking into your brain. <laughs> we can't have that. And and all the different sci-fi movies we've ever had, and TV shows, and Cybermen and Daleks, and. Uh, Skynets and all the rest are, are warnings to humanity that this technological intelligence is coming. It's, it's long been prophesied and we need to make sure that we don't end up like cybermen or Daleks trapped in the machines and um, you know running around trying to kill the doctor.
0: That's Alex Saharov-Royt from ITY.com.